we get it. Reselling can be lonely. We're here to change that. So put in your earbuds, grab a drink, and tune in to our weekly podcast made for resellers by resellers. We can't wait to see you at the water cooler. Welcome everybody to another exciting episode of Reseller Water Cooler. This is Lindsay from the Peppy Pineapple and I'm here with two of my lovely co-hosts. So will you ladies introduce yourselves? Hey, it's Ashley. Hi, it's Julia. So we are so excited to be able to talk to you today about the new Posh Department that came out that's launching here soon, actually tomorrow, um, for home decor. And so we wanted to explore with you a little bit about what's allowed, what's not allowed, and what do we think about it um, tonight as we think about this. So if you are a Poshmark ambassador, you should have received an email last week talking about the new launch. So if you didn't get it, like me, because I say I don't want any emails from them. So it was a total surprise until I saw it on Instagram and I texted all of you and you were like, duh, you should have read your email. Um, (laughs) Check your email um, notifications to make sure that you're getting it. So let's get into some details first before we talk a little bit about what we're going to do and what we're hoping to see the market may come. So Ashley, why don't you tell us a little bit about what is actually allowed? Okay, so at the bottom of the email, in some like fine print, it spells out specific things that are allowed. So we don't know yet if these are the only things allowed or if this just an idea or a guideline, but it says it will include accent decor, baskets, candles and holders, curtains, doormats, faux florals, furniture covers, picture frames, hooks, tapestries, ornaments, string lights, blankets, sheets, cards, binders, calendars, planners, stationery, drawer liners, jewelry organizers, and storage containers. So kind of a lot. That is a lot. And thinking that's all some pretty lightweight stuff overall. So still kind of under the five pound limit that we have for clothes for shipping. So Julia, tell us what is not allowed then. Items that are prohibited are going to be ceramics, glass, cutlery, appliances, and furniture. So unfortunately, this means you won't be able to ship your mini fridge from college on Poshmark. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, Apparently, you can sell candles according to their guidelines and what Ashley just read, but you can't sell the glass enclosed candles, I am assuming. Um, you can't sell furniture. That's never been an option. The vintage tea sets, right done. That's really hot right now. Things like that. Those aren't going to be allowed because that's going to be ceramics or glass. The one thing that I am kind of curious about is the cutlery because flatware, uh, sterling silver, vintage spoons, you know, things like that could still fall under the umbrella of cutlery, but those also could be decor or like collectibles. But anyways, uh, it seems that you could ship anything within the regulations of priority. And so I think that's where they're going with the prohibited items is that USPS has restrictions on what you can send priority, which is why perfumes, nail polish and aerosols, and things like that have never been allowed on Poshmark is because those have to go ground instead of priority. So I'm thinking that's kind of where they're getting 
this from for they're allowed and prohibited to start with so your question about flatware it's there's probably a rule that you can't ship a knife that would make sense so, like i don't think yes. you should slip like you know ship a butcher knife right. but i don't see why you couldn't have like a fancy teaspoon yeah i know you found okay. like really cool stuff like that in the past and you've sold it for a lot of money so i don't know maybe we'll get some further clarification on that I was kind of surprised. I know it's been hinted at before in the past from Poshmark CEO Manish um, and then just like a lot of rumor from everybody around. But my first thought is like, okay, who is this going to be good for? Like, um, I feel like there's some people that will 100% benefit from this. Um, so I immediately thought of my mom and my boyfriend's mom because they do an antique booth. You know, that is like immediate cross-listing because they both have an antique booth at this. It's very popular and stuff where we live, but it's limiting only people where we live go to this store where now they'll have the entire internet as their customer base. So I think that's good. And not just like antique booth people, but anybody who does home decor or has a boutique or a shop or a flea market or a peddler's mall or anything like that they're already kind of in the resale game, but not in the fashion part of it. So I think it'll just open up so much for those people. And then also like in the last episode, you guys talked about cross-listing. So anybody who does eBay, Macari, um, any other site that does home decor, does Tradesy do it? I feel like I've heard that before. Do they? I've never heard that. Okay, I don't know. I could totally be making that up, but if you guys are already posting it there, then it's just another cross-posting opportunity now to Poshmark. And I feel right. like this is one of the things that has separated Poshmark from everyone else, is that it was solely clothes, accessories, shoes, and now kind of switching things up to be a little more mainstream and maybe attract some more users. So I know some people are just flat out resistant to change and may not like this new department or market or whatever the proper term for it may be. Um, and kind of looking at social media, there have been some very mixed reviews. Some people are super excited because they're already doing hard goods and are looking for somewhere else to sell them and another platform to do it on. And some people are kind of like, this lessens what Poshmark is about in their perspective. So thinking about that, I know I don't do many hard goods. Literally right before we recorded this, I showed you that I sold my one hard good that I had on eBay. So thinking about that, what are you excited to sell? Where are you going to find these things? Are they going to kind of be things from your home to start out? Are you going to go out and source them? Kind of what are your plans to get in the home decor department? To start is stuff around my house. Right. I mean, like, that's what we want to tell all beginners that start reselling anyways is start with stuff around your house. So you're not going out and spending a whole bunch of money and um, maybe not buying good things. I'm going to start for sure because I have so much stuff that I just I want gone. Like, I'm tired of looking at it. So I'm just going to put it up. there. I feel like I am starting over totally new. Like when I was starting with clothes, I just sold my own stuff. But then I just you know, started picking stuff up. I didn't know brands. I didn't know styles. I, I just wasn't learning all of that yet. So I feel like we're starting back again, back at like zero and going to learn how to build this up and kind of how to do it. So I'm just going to look for definitely stuff around the house, around my sister's house, my parents' house, Ooh. anybody who wants to go. Oh, you're going all the house. <laughs> all your stuff. I'm going to go door to door and be like, you got to need stuff. <laughs> But um, I don't do like a whole, I don't have a curated closet. I'll sell kids, I'll sell men's. 
Are you guys gonna like keep it with your closet aesthetic? Or are you just gonna list it? I don't, Lindsay, are you even considering selling hard goods? Um, maybe a few things. I mean, I always see nice things like that's really nice or I recognize the brand and I'm like, but I don't have anywhere to sell it. So I might pick up some things, but I don't think this will be a main revenue stream for me. No, I'm like you, Ashley. I'm a, my closet is the same. Like someone, I don't remember who it was, said, oh, I went, they went to this closet and it was like Victoria's Secret and Gucci and like Loft. And I was like, oh, well, that sounds like my closet. I mean, you know, like, what's wrong with that? <laughs> you know, yeah. it's diverse. So that's definitely mine. And I have a few kids and a few men. So I don't really have an aesthetic per se. You know, I wouldn't mind incorporating it. Aesthetic is anything that will sell. Yeah, it doesn't matter bingo. what it looks like. Yeah, <laughs> bingo. But I feel like if you have a really curated closet, like the one, like the people that I know who do that just on Instagram or people we actually have met and stuff, when I think in my head, I'm like, okay, if you have a really like boho closet, you could find stuff that goes with that. If you have like a really modern, like, like really yeah. crisp, clean line, like so, there's decor for all those kind of styles. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that you could still add it in or. You can email Poshmark for permission to have a second closet. So that's always an option if you don't want to mix. Tell me more about that because I don't really understand why people have more than one closet. And do you know more about the process that you have to go through to get a second closet? I've never done it personally. Email Poshmark and ask permission for a second closet. And And they will either approve you or not. And I think, you know, your closet has to be in good standing. And I think that you have to have a you have to have a different email address okay so let's talk about splitting the closet if um that's something that you choose to do so there's pros and cons obviously for having a separate closet which is not having the home decor overwhelm you know your clothing closet per se um you can filter right now obviously by men's women's kids stuff like that but some people do like to bundle and they don't necessarily know particularly what they're after or what they want. So they're just kind of browsing. And if they just want clothes and I can kind of, you know, overwhelm that. We don't really know at this point if it's going to be a specific filter, a hundred percent of them like looking at clothes and looking at just the home goods um, that has yet to come out. If you're OCD, I guess, and you're like, Oh, I just want the clothes in my closet. I just want the home decor over here. I need to keep it separate. Then that could be, you know, you really want to get a another closet. Like I was saying, you're starting at zero with brands. You would be starting at zero with a brand new closet with no followers, no yes. buildup, and you would have to get that through ambassador status. And that, it takes a lot of shares and a lot of mm-hmm. listings and yes. sales. Like, that just takes time. So I think if you're going to do a second closet, you have to be you know, disciplined and really want to do it because I, it's something that you would probably give up easily if you have to do all that work and, and it's slow at first. Let's say for people that are like us that, that do do eBay mostly and Etsy and things like that and they're used to hard goods, that may be something that's beneficial to them because that that's their bread and butter. That's their income and that's what they know. So they may be like, yeah, I do want to do um, start on Poshmark as well. And I want a separate closet for that because I don't really do that much clothes or, you know, so it could be vice versa both ways. So do you think this is going to hurt or is it going to help people's business models that they have? 
So is are people going to have to learn and adapt to the new categories, the new brands, the new what's allowed, what's not allowed? Or do you think people are still going to be able to go ahead and keep selling what they know and not be negatively impacted if they don't start selling home decor items in their closets? I think that you could probably do either way. If you are not interested in doing that, then I think you could still do the fashion. But like my first thought when you just asked that was summer slowdown, clothes are slow sometimes in the summer. So it would be good to supplement something for that. And then for me in the past in like December, or I guess just after Thanksgiving, clothes are really slow. Cause in December people are buying home decor and mm -hmm. gifts. So if you could offer home decor and gifts in those months, it will, kind of make up for the clothing that is slow. And if that's true in your closet, you know, you maybe could, that would help your business model because, you know, have even months or something like that. Mm -hmm. I definitely agree. I can see this as someone feeling like it's gonna hinder their business if they're just closed and they just wanna stay closed. And they're like, oh, now other people are coming to Poshmark to buy home goods and not just clothes. But I do feel like, like you have to think about it as a business. Why is Poshmark adding home decor department? Because that is something that's selling really well as well. And they want to tap into that market and they have grown so fast, so quickly, and they're about to go public. You know, they want more money and need more money. And they see this as a way of doing that. So you have to look at it as in, is it going to make me more money? then I'll you know, try it at least, you know, just try to open your mind and try something new because they're wanting it for the money or they're wanting it for the exposure or they're wanting it for this reason. Then you should look at it and say, well, you know, I like money too. So let me hop on that train with them <laughs> yeah. because that's what this is all about. I mean, that's why some people are on Poshmark is to make money, not just to sell their stuff that's sitting in their house because they're you know, tired of looking at it, but they want the money to be able to do something else. So I was thinking about Poshfest. And so people get these awesome outfits to wear and people really look forward to it. And now I picture people being like decked out head to toe, but also carrying like their best um, candle holder with them that they also got on Poshmark. <laughs> like somehow people are going to have like home decor items like woven into their overall aesthetic now at Poshfest. Yeah, I think so, that's true. All the events and, and things, they're just very fashion focused mm -hmm. right now. Um, so it will it will be different, but I think that'll be really cool. They're wanting to be competitive in this online commerce marketplace. They want to compete with their biggest competitors, which is probably like eBay and Amazon and Macari and all that. So if they can open up and be like that too, then and that's why they're doing it. I agree, Lindsay. That's, that's so fun that you said that because we had in our group text, we talked about what we were going to wear at Poshfest. And so I told somebody to wear the chandelier, like Katy Perry. So, yeah, I can totally see people going over the top and being extra, extra at Poshfest. <laughs> our Met Gala outfits now yeah, will yeah. have purpose. Exactly. <laughs> it's about time. Yeah. So thinking about that, so I know they specifically called out Pottery Barn and Ethan Allen randomly in the um, announcement, which is yeah. weird because Ethan Allen's primarily furniture. What brands in particular will you look for when you're sourcing? I know that they may be trying to learn some new ones, but what are things that you will look for? So I know like for me, Zara has a home line. And so Zara sells super well for me. And so I think 
their stuff's relatively well priced, but I don't think a lot of people probably have it, but it might be something that people search for. So I think I'd look for that and, like, go to the Pottery Barn outlet that's by my house and get things. I live by a restoration hardware outlet. So kind of seeing what's out there, I think, might be my, I guess, idea of how I may approach it if I do. So what brands do you think that you will look for while sourcing? That's a tough one because, like Ashley said, I'm starting from zero as well. Like, I don't really know brands of hard goods and stuff unless it specifically says on the bottom, Pottery Barn or whatever but i think more or less this category to me what i would do is just search uh while i'm at the store or whatever like trendy stuff something i think would be cute on an end table or a coffee table or on the wall or you know that's eclectic that's what i would go with more so than i do clothes like some stuff i pick up trendy wise clothes that may not have a good brand but really not because most of the time people are searching the brands but i think here people might be searching like style yeah do you think it'll be important to put things like uh coffee table decoration somewhere in your listing so that when people search for things like that 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 will pop quicker for sure the keywords are going to be totally different now (laughs) yeah that's going to be key i think yeah i think you get outside the first few big brands that people know like there's a lot of cute stuff at home goods the store but you don't know the brand name of them right. so i think people are going to search like succulents when because faux flowers are allowed like that sort of thing i think maybe yes. more search than specific yeah. brands exactly me too or like coffee table trays marble or something like that like mm-hmm. the faux marble i decorate like i just think about how i decorate my house and i love vintage stuff any like mid-century modern type things i love um, you know how people love novelty prints on clothes, a little sweater with a dog on it or a fox on it. I love like little cat things. So I think about that. And then oh, also, of course you do. <laughs> you I just love... admit you're a crazy cat lady. <laughs> yeah. I also love like 90s stuff. So it said like books, anything like that. I, I've always had this idea of having like a curated like 90s something and I kind of bought some stuff for it, but I've never done anything with it. Okay, so I was kid of the 90s, so whenever I'm like at a thrift store and I see Lisa Frank or Tweety Bird or Hanna-Barbera stuff, like Scooby-Doo, anything like that, I have to buy it. I have to. And I've sold some of it on Poshmark, like fanny packs, backpacks, things like that. Um, but I just love it. It's just my nostalgia. I buy it. I know a lot of other people are like that too, so that's why I'm like, okay, maybe I can start selling it too. Yeah, I think that's all. I mean, a lot of people look for like specific era, decade stuff, yeah. so that's totally true. I wonder what people would do if I rolled up to a meeting at work with like my Lisa Frank like unicorn binder. Like, I if think anyone you should would do it. it. <laughs> and let us <laughs> know what like... happens. Some of the things that you just mentioned though are really heavy, like heavier than five pounds. Yeah. So how do you think that shipping is going to be impacted by this? Because things may be really big, even if they're lightweight. Like, how do you think shipping will be impacted? Or how do you think that you will adapt to shipping some of these items if they're weird sizes, heavy? Because at some point, if you're paying the extra cost for shipping, it may not be worth to sell some things. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I think you would definitely have to keep that in mind before you like start this journey. And that's why we're saying start with the stuff you have at home. And also, if you're going to go out and buy stuff, try to find the lighter stuff. But yeah, as of today that we know of, Poshmark has not changed their terms of service agreement since March 28th. We checked on that. 
So if they choose to add something in specifically, I guess, regarding the new department and shipping, we can expect that shortly after they, you know, launch the department. As far as we know, packages, they still need to be under the five pound limit. You can always upgrade your label for an extra fee. Obviously, like that's been there in place with the clothes as well. I think it's just being really cognizant of your items if you're specifically going out to source this stuff now if you have it at your house and you're like i just want to put it up or whatever like i don't care get it out then it would be a little bit different but i would definitely be aware of what you're paying for new stuff if it's going to be super heavy like candle holders some are not light or coffee table books those aren't light either you know coffee table trays are huge so usps does have different size priority boxes for you to choose from uh, for your different, like if it's an odd shaped item and things like that. So how do you think returns are going to work? So now if you have a return, it's a clothing item, it's not as described, it's damaged, whatever you just put in the case, um, everyone gets to respond and then Poshmark ultimately makes a decision. Do you think that home decor will operate in the same way if something turns up broken, not as described? How do you think that may change or be the same? I mean, I would assume it's just going to be the same at first, but, you know, they'll adjust as necessary, I would assume. We're obviously going off on speculation, obviously, how Poshmark has already been ran, but I would I would think the same thing. Like, if your item shows up broken, but I think that's another reason why they say don't do ceramics and glass and things like that, then, yeah, I guess they're going to issue both parties a refund. It's, like, supposed to be the size of your hand, and it's the size of a paperclip, and you'll like what the heck like it's not what I ordered well I think that's going to be determined on did the buyer actually like read everything read the size so I think that's still important to make sure you're putting like the dimensions of stuff like that so they know what size it is gosh I already hate doing measurements can you imagine <laughs> like with all the oh my goodness <laughs> so don't go too far deep into it until you're ready I think that's good advice. And I don't know how they're going to do the size. Because, you know, for like bags and wallets right now, it's just OS, one size. You know, is it going to be like small, medium, large? And what I think's medium, you don't think's medium? I don't know. So I feel like everything would almost have to be one size. And then if you want to put in your own measurements, yeah. you could. Which I don't yeah. know if that's a good system or not. And it'll be interesting to see what kind of like drop down categories they give you to fill out um, yeah. you know, on the new department. And I think too, I was thinking about this when you were talking about like the things that we're gonna be looking for is you have to remember people are gonna pay six seventy nine shipping, you know, as of right now in two thousand nineteen, mm -hmm. the shipping on top of it. And so when you're talking about like you mentioned Lindsay the succulents, like I don't wanna pay seven dollars for them to be shipped when I can drive down to Michael's Hobby Lobby mm -hmm. and buy them with none. But then on the other hand, I don't have an IKEA within like I have to drive two hours. Ooh, that's to a good yet. idea. So to me, I would I would pay the six dollars shipping. Shipping from IKEA websites probably more than that. So it's all depends, I guess, on where people live and what people like and what's popular at the moment. I guess. I do yeah, wonder if it's going to get overrun with IKEA stuff. I hadn't even considered that. I live within an hour, hour and fifteen minutes of two IKEA, so I could just sell IKEA nonstop. Oh, like you a could. Scandinavian like shipper. <laughs> so thinking about that, ultimately, are you in or are you out? 
I think I'm for sure in. Like, I'm going to test the waters. I'm going to try to get some stuff from the house. But I'm, I'm right now I'm on board just because it's I can cross list some stuff I already have on other sides. And it's no listing fees. So that's a plus. Some other mm-hmm. sites have listing fees like eBay and even Etsy. So if you're interested or you have home goods already set, you know, you might want to just try on Poshmark. And the shipping's better, right? On Poshmark because I would say you don't get a lot of first class ones do you yeah so you're right you are getting a pretty good deal on the shipping because shipping something priority on ebay you know if it's a pound it's gonna be over like i think it's seven dollars and eighty cents or something like that at the minimum at a pound and then you go up from there so five pounds for 6.79 then that's a good deal yeah Mm -hmm. there's opportunity there are you are you in Lindsay? are you in are you out I don't know. I feel like I actually know probably home goods brands better than clothing brands. That's awesome. Um, Just because my mother is addicted to home goods. And so I have seen everything and I've been to every outlet like known to man. And where I live, there's probably an outlet of every major store within a two hour driving distance. And so if I really wanted to do it, it would be pretty easy. I think the thing I'm most looking forward to is so I was the person who would go in and report everything that shouldn't be on there that was on there um obviously it was all things that I was searching that I probably shouldn't been searching anyway so like Le Creuset um I search all the time to see if people have good deals on it on Poshmark and I probably shouldn't um so now I don't have to report people anymore so that's going to free up a lot of my time to do more productive things (laughs) I mean I feel the same way as you guys I have an open mind I'm feeling positive towards it so my best tip for it is Kind of something that they suggested in the email is just go ahead and have your drafts ready to go for tomorrow when it launches. That's going to be the time to be in and be ready because that's going to be the fewest amount of listings possible. So that's your best chance for a sell, in my opinion. So as you can tell, this is something still very new to all of us. And we're trying to figure out exactly what is allowed, what's not allowed. But we're kind of all excited as to see where this can go. It's the start of a new market, a new department, a new area. And so we're not really sure what other changes may come after this to see how well received this is and to see kind of what's next for all of us in our own businesses, but the overall community too. So we want to hear from you. We want to know what you think about this new Posh Department. So we are going to have a photo for you to comment on. So look for that on our Instagram at Reseller Water Cooler. Um, And tell us your thoughts. Are you in? Are you out? What are you listing? What are you not listing? And where are you finding your stuff? So if instead, if you're not an Instagram person, send us an email and tell us about it so we know what your thoughts are too and we can certainly share them for you. You can find us at resellerwatercooler at gmail.com. If you can find us on Twitter, we are resellerwatercool because of the character limit. And remember, you can always leave us a voice message if you have the Anchor app too. Um, Anchor is another platform that you can listen to us on, so if you have it, it's super easy to do. So please follow us wherever you choose to stream your podcast, and if you feel compelled to leave us a review, please do. So thanks for joining us today. Bye! Now go sell some stuff.